Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Wednesday night Bible study via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. Our weekly conference calls provide a platform for our supporting ministerial staff to share a message of hope and life with the people of God in relation to our church's monthly topic of study. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart and drives your love and passion towards our Savior. We also hope that this message enhances your knowledge of God's word and your personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So sit back, relax, take plenty of notes and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless. Amen. 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 All right. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Wednesday night Bible study. Um, I definitely give honor to God on tonight because um, we serve a good God, y'all, a very, very good God. And um, I'm so full right now and so full of praise right now. So I just thank God. I thank God. I thank God. So I'm going to try to get through this. Um, I give honor to our pastors, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone II and Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone, to all the elders that um, helped in this house, Elder Bernice Owens, Elder, um, I'm sorry, Elder Bernice Owens, Elder uh, Janice Brown, Elder Earl Westford, Elder Chris, um, to all of the ministers in your respective places, just each and every one of you. Um, I will call everyone's name like I normally do at the opening, but I um I got to get this thing out of me. So, so if you guys would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 4. Um, we're going to start at the first verse, and I'm going to read to verse 13. And I know that's quite a bit, but... Um, but um, I need to give you the background. All right, so Genesis 4 and chapter 1, and I will go ahead and begin to read, and you can just follow along with me. Now Abraham knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry. And his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you shall rule over it. 
Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you, a fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you of humble heart, mind, and spirit on tonight. Father, I submit myself to your will, Lord God. I submit myself to the unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. I ask that you would not only speak through me, Lord God, but speak to me on tonight, Father. Father, as I have wrestled in my spirit, Lord God, with this message on tonight, God, give me the supernatural strength that I need to complete this assignment, Father. I ask that you would increase in me, Lord God, that you would allow your spirit, Lord God, to flow through me like never before. Let the anointing go forth, Lord God, that yokes may be broken, Lord God, that lives may be changed, Lord God, and that we will be able to lay ourselves on the table of self-reflection, Lord God, and make the adjustments where we see ourselves in need of growth, Lord God. Father, help us to repent of any sins, Lord God, after we reflect and see what needs to be corrected in our own lives, Lord God. And Father, I ask, Lord God, that you would forgive me for any sins that I've committed against you in thought, deed, or word, Lord God, via omission or commission, knowingly and unknowingly, Father. I also ask, Lord God, that you would just speak through me on tonight, Lord God, that I can be used as a vessel, Lord God, for your glory and your glory alone. And I ask these things in the name of the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, that you would allow the hearts of your people not to be hardened on tonight, Lord God, but to be softened, Lord God. Give us all a heart of flesh on tonight, Lord God, that we can receive what thus saith the Lord, Lord God, and that your will may be done in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. So tonight, um, I'm a puller, Dr. Jackie. <laughs> um, I was wrestling with the title of the message. Um, and so I had decided on respect the tether, but um, the first thing that had come to my mind was don't dismiss the tether. So for a subject tonight, you can choose um, respect the tether or don't dismiss the tether, okay? Um, so first, I just want to say that I have enjoyed revisiting the messages taught this month. Um, I listened to everyone's teaching um, three times, three times this week um, on the podcast platform, on um, Spotify. So I listened to Dr. Jackie three times and had my notebook out and took my notes. I listened to um, Elder Owens three times and took some notes. And um, just each and every one, Elder Chris, um, and I just really wanted to know how to conclude this thing. So Dr. Jackie had dove into some stuff that I had, you know, started or was prepping early in the month that I wanted to talk about. And then um, 
you know, Elder Chris had opened up with something that I had planned to open up this week with. So I knew that the Holy Spirit was at work, and I knew that it just meant that God wanted me to know that I had more studying to do. So Dr. Jackie dove into coveting what others possess and explained we don't have to because the Lord is our helper and will never leave us nor forsake us. Elder Owens brought us wisdom from Psalms about a man that will keep a shield of protection all around us. So um, she also told us that we put our trust in God. And, you know, and I'm repeating these specific things for a reason. You know, she said that we put our trust in God. She said he will be there for us. She also said um, she needed God, right? She said we can't live any kind of way and expect to see God. Then Elder Chris opened the door with her opening just that just happened again to be mine, you know, that I had planned or pre-planned was I was working and getting ready, thinking I had this thing out of the way. And um, she talked about um, – God doesn't put more on us than we can bear not being in the Bible. So we've been told throughout our lives, at least throughout my Christian journey, I can't speak for you, but I'm sure you've heard it at least at some point, whether it was in the church or from a seasoned Christian or someone, but at some point in your life, you've heard the saying, God does not put more on us than we can bear. And sometimes we face troubles, and we're told that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, but God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Another way of people telling us to toughen up, chief, you can handle it, right? We're putting people's um, minds at ease um, because we know that there is a need for them to trust God, but that's not what we're telling them. We're telling them. You got this, right? We have people convincing us that we can handle the issues of life in our own strength, no matter how traumatic the situation may be, no matter what age the issues are occurring in your life, no matter your relationship or lack of relationship with God. You see, the world gives us, you know, um, this this false sense of um, strength, right, that we can do whatever needs to be done alone. The word is a precious gift. The Bible, the word of God, is a precious gift that we often take for granted. Too many times we take the word of God for granted because instead of us going into the Bible and seeking clarity in our situation or going into the word and asking God for answers, we hold on to the words and the quote-unquote wisdom that's imparted in us from the leadership in the church and from seasoned Christians and no disrespect to either of those things, right? But we have to be careful that when we are getting these impartations, that the impartations are accurate. And the reality is, for years and years, we have been um, paraphrasing and summarizing God's word so much so that we have tainted its original context and meaning. And intentions are always good. In most cases, the intentions are good. Um, when we're paraphrasing scripture to help someone and even taking the scripture and quoting it exactly as it is in the Bible, but sharing it with others, but giving it out of context. 
This is a dangerous game that we play as believers. And this is why it's important that when we sit in church, we take notes when we're in service and we write down the scripture, the chapter, the book, and the verse. It's important for us to write down points that the speaker is making. It's important that we do what the Bible tells us to do, and that is to study to show thyself approved so that we can rightly divide the word of truth. And that's not happening consistently today. What's happening today is we are listening to other people that are in relationship or on a journey with the Lord because we don't want to take the time to develop the intimacy that's needed for us to be in relationship with God. We don't want to do the work. We'll put all the time and the effort into a man, into a woman, into our children, into our workplace, but we won't take the time or a lot time to establish intimacy with God. See, people are not studying God's word for themselves. People are, again, taking what they hear on Sunday or what they hear on TV or what they hear from a friend or from a loved one or grandma or Aunt Susie or whomever that's been going to church for 50 years. They rely on them, and, and, it's, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it's important for us to be a demonstration of Christ in the earth, right? But it's also important for us to know what is and what is not of God. Remember, God doesn't put more on us than we can bear is Bible according to so many people, even myself once upon a time until I went home one day in crisis and took a look in my Bible and I wanted to see what else the Lord had to say other than, um, you know, what other than, um, you know, he doesn't put anything more on me than I can bear. Like, what context was he saying this in? Because I had this on my back. I had bills due. I had children to feed. I had emotional problems. I was felt like I was losing my mind. And then I began to search the word because I needed more context. I needed a deeper understanding. I needed God to speak to me. And then I, I, I began to just look through, and, and it, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Then I began to ask myself, well, what else isn't there, God? How have I gotten here? How, how many people have I gotten it wrong with? How many people, how many of my brothers and sisters who I am, I consider myself their keeper, how many of their blood am I responsible for? because I'm giving them false doctrine or I'm letting them believe that they can do this and all they have to do is do that, but that's not what your word says. See, when Cain said to himself, um, when he said himself in the Bible, in Scripture, my punishment is more than I can bear. There's been times in our lives where our situation was more than we could bear. And you weren't imagining that. It was. You, you, you weren't imagining it. it. It was more than you could, you could deal with. My God, it's a dangerous thing to embrace non-scripture as fact or as Bible. It's a dangerous thing to teach the word of God out of context because what we do in a case like this example, God doesn't put more on you than you can bear. We open up a door for our, um, for our brothers, our sisters, and ourselves even. We open up a door or create an opening or a situation where we begin to dismiss or reject 
the tether. And I need y'all to stay with me for a minute because I'm going somewhere with this. I promise you, we're still talking about helper. Just stay with me. You'll see where I'm going, okay? And I promise you that I'm going somewhere with this that's relevant to um, what we deal with each and every day in our lives. So we dismiss or we reject the tether. And I know some of y'all are asking, well, Elder Hopkins, what do you mean the tether? What is a tether? What is she talking about a tether? What does that have to do with helper? I'm going to tell you what tether means, all right? In the verb context, a tether means to fasten or confine with or as it or as it with a tether, okay? So it literally means a connection with a rope or a chain or something that restricts movement, okay? Think about it in this um, sense. Like when a baby is in the womb, the baby is tethered to the mother via the umbilical cord to keep the child in place to receive the nourishment it needs to develop and grow. Elder Chris said an interesting thing last Wednesday. She said the partnership has already been established. That's what she said. She said the well, she's you know she said there, that there needed to be a partnership. The partnership has already been established, and so the partnership that we need to uh, to establish hasn't already been established, but it's there, right? It's like when you go to the grocery store and you need cheese, right? And the cheese is in the refrigerator in the grocery aisle. So the tethering is there. We have access to the connection, the connection being Jesus Christ, right? And so God laid this thing out so simple, so easy for us that all we have to do is accept the gift of salvation, right? So the gift is there. The gift of salvation is there. But we have to make a choice and say, hey, thank you for this gift. I accept it, and I'm going to operate in it. And so once we make that, once we accept that gift, we have established the tether. And so the partnership has been there for us all the time as we wanted it. We had access, and all we had to do was accept access, and we had to tap into it. And so when we tap into it, we get results, right? And so we walk around here thinking that we can handle all of the issues of life when we can't. We cannot handle the issues of life unless we are connected to God. Because the Bible doesn't tell us at any point, and this is why I was repeating everything that Elder Owens was saying, because as she was speaking and I was re-listening to her and God started dealing with my heart on what to say to his people, we keep leaving him out. We dismiss the tether. We try to do these things in our own strength. We try to convince ourselves that we are capable of this and capable of that. And and, and, and you've heard me say this before, like I pray to God for the smallest things, the smallest things. And people are like, why are you praying to God about that? Like you can just go do that. Sometimes I just need to know that God wants me to do that. Doesn't mean that I can't go do it, right? Because the important part that we need to recognize about the tether is that it restricts movement. The tether restricts movement. When we tether ourselves to Christ, when we get into our relationship with God, he does that to restrict our movements. And when he restricts our movements, he is keeping us 
from sin. He doesn't want us to move away from him. He wants us to stay connected because his blood was shed that we could be connected to him and we could reject sin. We could reject the things that he does not like or that he does not approve of. And so he knows that we can't do that in our own strength. He knows that we can't bear the issues of life. He knows that the only way that we can resist temptation and we can love our brothers and sisters and do the things that he's called us to do in this word is if we tether ourselves to him. If we continue to dismiss the connection that God has created for us, if we continue to treat him like he's not a priority, if we continue to put him on the back burner and choose to live how we desire to live in spite of how he has called us to live, we are separating ourselves from the tether. We are separating ourselves from the connection that God has established, and we need to understand that connection is established for our protection. And we are not protected when we are openly defying God, not respecting the tether that he has put in place to keep us in relationship with him. What we are doing is we are putting ourselves in a situation where we will become victims of our sin. We see him tell um, tell Cain, I'm trying to go back to it. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, he told him in the text, right? He told him, he told him, he told him. When he was telling him, he said, your continent has fallen. If you do well, will you not be accepted? Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But what? But you should rule over it. The only way that we rule over the sin in our life is if we embrace the connection, if we embrace the tether, if we stay connected with God. The only way we overcome the issues of life, um, being not worrying ourselves out of our minds and um, start giving up on life and um, uh, cast down um, imaginations and, and, and start fighting negative thoughts that come in when we start feeling depressed and all that stuff. The only way that we can do it is if we tap into the tether. Just like that umbilical cord from the mother's womb nourishes that baby and develops it and feeds it, that is the purpose of God, our relationship with Christ. The relationship is there to nourish us. It is there to grow us. It is there to change us. It is there to help us to go to the next level in him. And it's time out for thinking about ourselves. And we are our brother's keepers. And we can't be our brother's keepers if we're not really spending time with God. Because when you don't spend time with God, when you disconnect from the tether, guess what? You, the evidence begins to show. It begins to show. When you come into that situation with that person and you're not patient, ask yourself, how much time have you spent in your word this week? That this person then got on your nerves and they only been in your presence for 30 seconds. How much time have you been tethered to the Lord this week? 
How much time have you been tethered to him in prayer? How much time have you been tethered to him in fasting? How much time have you been tethered to him in study? How much time have you given him this week? How much time have you told him that you loved him? How much time have you told him that you you just went into fellowship and meditated and prayed and just had conversation with him? How much time have you given him this week? You give your job eight hours a day if you're working, and some may give him four if you're part-time. You give your kids however much time they need to get through the day, you give everything as much attention as it needs. But can you can you look at the amount of hours that you give to the Heavenly Father and will it balance out? Will it balance out? Will it even make a, a quarter of a – will it be a quarter equal? Like is it is – it, if I took 100%, is it 25% there? Is it 50% there? Is it 75%? there are you giving God all that you can give him because if you're not then you are dismissing the tether and in order for God to show up in order for God to help you when you need him in order for you to be able to get the results that you need from God you have to tap in you have to tap in you have to know who you serve. And in order for you to serve him, you got to get to know him. You got to spend time with him. Your word is going to tell you better than any person, anything, any any um, app, any whatever. It's going to tell you who the God is that you serve. He is a helper. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. He is the God that will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory. That's Philippians. 419. He is the God that says that without faith it's impossible to please him. Uh, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Seek him. Hebrews 11 and 6. Go qualify it. It's in the text. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Psalms 81 and 10. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalms 84 and 11. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Do you hear the tethering? Do you hear him calling you to connect? Do you hear him telling you that it's me and you? If you want my help, all I need you to do is tap in. It's right there for you. God will do whatever you need. And we see these examples in the Bible. We see it with the woman with the issue of blood. She understood that she had to be connected to the king. She knew she needed to connect. She knew she needed the tethering. So much so that she knew if I have to crawl on this ground just to touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be healed. Just like the centurion, he knew that if I go to this God in faith, just believing that he's able to heal my servant by saying the word, that it will be done. And it was their faith, the greatness of their faith, that got these things done for them. And we build our faith through getting in touch with the word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We have to get in relationship, not have an affair, not a fling. Don't treat them like a distant cousin that you don't really like. It's time for us to fall in love with the lover of our soul all over again. 
This is the Lord, the Lord thy God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You don't have to be afraid of man. You don't have to be afraid of anyone when you respect the tethering. You don't have to, you can say with confidence, some trust in horses and some trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, they run to it and they are safe. You can say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding because this is the same God that said he will direct your path. We got to talk in people. It's time out for living how we want to live. It's time out for us trying to fix our situation on our own. It's time out for thinking that you can bear it alone. We can't do nothing without God. And just like Elder Owen said two weeks ago, I need God. I need God like I need the air that I breathe. And if you don't know it yet, so do you. So tonight, I dare you to respect the tether and stop dismissing it. Tap in like you ain't never tapped in before. And watch what God do in your life if you believe. Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.